The Holy Gospel for this Christ the King Sunday is from Luke chapter 23, beginning at verse 33. When they came to the place that is called the Skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Grace to all of you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Lord, and from our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy God, we thank you for this moment in our week, this holy time. And we can gather to witness the sacrament of baptism, hear your word proclaimed, and hold out our hands to receive the bread and wine, our Thanksgiving meal. In your holy and most blessed name we pray. Amen. Indeed, as I mentioned, this is Christ the King Sunday, the very final Sunday in the church calendar year. And it's a Sunday we celebrate Jesus as a king. Now, in the Bible, we have really a couple of major examples of what a king does and how a king does it. We have King Herod as one example of a king. Children, you've probably heard of King Herod. And I want you to think about the kind of king that Herod might have been. He, he, want, does, he doesn't want to leave church. Oh, it's contagious. Oh, it's quiet in here now. Children. Have you heard of King Herod before? Raise your hand. Well, he's in the Bible, in the New Testament, and King Herod is a pretty mean king. He is a king who is in charge of the army. He's in charge of the economy. He's wealthy. He is in charge of the religion. He is a leader who is at the top, and he says what he wants, and everybody does what he says. Herod, in particular, was... A bully. He was arbitrary. He was selfish. He was very insecure. He was someone who would intimidate his enemies and his friends. In fact, I hate to even tell you this, but Herod the bully, the narcissist, ask your moms and dads what that word means when you get home actually intimidated his own family 
to the point he executed some of his children. Herod was not a nice leader. He was a leader from the top down. Now, there's another kind of king in the Bible that we celebrate today, and of course, that's Jesus, who is a leader not so much from the top down, but from the bottom up. He's a different kind of king. In fact, when Jesus was on trial before Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate asked him, Jesus, if you're a king, where is your kingdom? And Jesus said, if you remember, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, I would call a legion of angels, that means thousands of angels, to come and fight for me. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this world. And we think, well, that means Jesus' kingdom is in heaven. No, that is not what it means. When Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world, he is saying, my kingdom, my power, my leadership is not like the way kingdoms are in this world. My leadership is not just coercing people it is inspiring people. Jesus really was the first, what we call, servant leader. I mentioned that phrase at the first service, and three teachers came out and said, we're teaching servant leadership in our schools. And it's very popular in business right now, servant leadership. So I've heard that phrase a lot from business people from our church what it means to be a servant leader. We have one member of our church who's actually getting a master's degree in servant leadership. So because I didn't know really what it was all about, I started studying it this week. I, I studied different websites that teach servant leadership. And each one of them has a list of principles by which you can practice being a servant leader, leading from the bottom up, not so much the top down. And I kept reading those, one had six, one had eight, one had 10, one had 16 different principles, techniques, methods to be a servant leader. And I thought, well, it's like that's Jesus. They must have taken this from Jesus and the way Jesus was a leader. Jesus was a king. No one on the websites claimed that, but... I thought about Jesus and I suggest to you today that Jesus could have his own website with servant leadership as the theme. And he would have at least four principles about what it means to be a good leader. And I share those with you now because in some ways every one of you sitting here, including you children, are all leaders or will be leaders someday. So how will you be a good leader? Number one, which wasn't as much evident in many of the websites I looked up, that to be a good leader, you are someone who is secure in yourself. Your leadership starts internally with your own soul work. You are someone who is mature, is comfortable with conflict, can be at peace in the midst of turmoil. It reminds me of the scene where Jesus goes home to Nazareth, the very first sermon he ever gave. Do you know what happened? The congregation threw him out. They did not like Jesus' sermon. They chased him, in fact, and they were ready to throw him over a cliff. They were so angry with him. 
And Jesus, in the midst of all that, did not name-call anyone. He did not become violent. He simply was at peace, and everybody around him, and he simply walked through the crowd. The crowd just parted like this, and he calmly walked through because they respected that internal peace and center. He is centered. Reminds me a little bit of Abraham Lincoln in the midst of the Civil War. And in the midst of all that turmoil, in the midst of all the name-calling that came his way, he never did any kind of name-calling back. In fact, he complimented his enemies rather than belittle them. So the first big technique, principle to be a leader is to be centered oneself. The second is to reach out in empathy towards people around you. Jesus did that all the time. When I talk to people who are studying servant leadership, they are taught, go and listen to your employees working on the assembly line. And don't just listen to their words. Watch their body language. Because you can listen to someone and they may not say a word, but you can pick up their energy or their woundedness or their pain. So empathy, Jesus did that. And when he reached out to people left out who were wounded, they became his most devoted disciples. Same in a company. As you listen respectfully to your employees or in your school to your students or in your church to your church members, they feel respected and become enthusiastic followers. And the company, everything gets better. So the first one, do you remember? Leadership, this, I'm gonna do this for you adults. We're going to do a little memory testing here. The first one is center oneself. Be at peace with oneself. Second big one is empathy. Listening carefully, not only to the words of others, but who they are deep in their soul. Three, community. Building a community, a team that works together to accomplish a purpose. You've heard of a culture, a climate. Again, talking to the teachers earlier at the first service, they said to me afterwards, you know, Pastor Mike, every class in school has its own personality year to year to year. How many teachers in here? Is that true? Yeah? So every class has a different personality. And you can help create the personality of your team, of your class, of your community. The personality that is full of joy and respect for one another. I think a little bit of um, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. From all I've heard and read about Pete Carroll, he is able to create a community with his team because there's respect going on. And, you know, he, he attracts some of the people that are problem athletes in the rest of the league, and he's able to develop them and be part of a common effort, creating a culture, creating a climate, And one of the things Pete Carroll does in the midst of that as a leader is he's willing to be vulnerable. You know, when when they lost the Super Bowl those years ago, I still hurts. (laughs) He took... (laughs) You should have yelled louder, so, okay. He took the blame for it. A leader is willing to accept responsibility rather than shift responsibility to someone else. A leader says... It's my responsibility. It's my fault this time. And that builds up the respect in the community. Okay? Memory device time. First one, center oneself. Second one, empathy. 
Third one, building community. Last one, vision. Jesus had a vision for the future. A world of justice and peace, kindness and compassion where no one is left out. Jesus was always looking for people who are wounded and he includes them in this new community. It reminds me of Martin Luther King Jr. I have a... The dream is the vision. The way things can be. Every place you are, there is a vision for your company, for your class, for your church, for your family. There is a vision for how we can be as a family, as a neighborhood. Those are very important qualities that make up a servant leader on Christ the King Sunday. So I actually chose these as a, um, an acronym. So it'll help your memory. A pneumatic device. No, pneumonic device. <laughs> Maybe we can make it a pneumatic device too. <laughs> it's like hot air. Do you want the microphone? <laughs> no, I, so we have the first one, center. C, E, C, V. Center oneself. Empathy for others. Community, climate, culture, and vision. Now you may say, Pastor Mike, I'm not a president, I'm not a CEO, I'm not a general, I'm not a leader. Yes, you are. Everyone in here today is a leader or will be, including you children. Now is the time to develop your skills of how to be a leader to create the kind of community that you want to live in. Martin Luther said, we are a priesthood of all believers. We're all priests, we're all pastors, we're all leaders. Jesus developed his disciples, not only as followers, but to become leaders, and they changed the world. That's why we're sitting here today, because Jesus developed a team of people to go out in the world. We now, it's our turn, to celebrate Christ the King and the kind of leadership that he exerted, we follow. Amen.